Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free, so you can see if you find it helpful. If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits, like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. (laughs) Ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Thanks. Thanks for uh, coming back. Finally, after episode number, episode uno. Number one. Yeah. Which I feel like was more of a debate. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm glad it moved away from a debate, but we'll see. Yeah, that's true, actually. Over time, your episodes have kind of swung from being a little bit more of, like, debate-oriented to more of just, like, oh, like, what's your opinion on this and having an actual discussion. Because I think it was because I read this book or article. I can't remember which one it was. But it was pretty much like as soon as something becomes an argument or a debate where you're trying to make the case that you're right and they're wrong, you're not going to get through to anyone mm-hmm. and vice versa. So, like, I want to actually be able to, like, hear people's perspective versus if it's a debate, I'm just going to try to push whatever my opinion is. You become is. a lot more, like, narrow-minded and you, and you want to fight for your position rather than being open to hearing what the other yeah person to say and i also thought it'd be more interesting to talk about stuff that i actually have no idea like what the i don't actually have like an opinion or a strong opinion on what the right answer is yeah because then i can actually learn versus me trying to just peddle my agenda of whatever thing <laughs> i feel feel opinionated about yeah. like what's the point yeah. i don't know no that's fair okay so the question you picked is what is the right amount of open-mindedness yeah so what do you what do you think what do i think so that's so the way i was kind of looking at this like like i, I just kind of asked you what the question was in this thing, to be honest <laughs> but i was looking at like what open-mindedness was in itself that's fine um and what i was able to like think of there was for me personally is the willingness to see things from a different person's perspective that's one way i was able to think of it and then letting that uh, enable you to just be more 
open-minded or open to doing certain things. Um, so that's that's kind of how I was thinking of this. I see you got head. I see you got free will at the I've top got, of your yeah, page. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite topic. <laughs> so you know what's funny is I feel like that there are some some sort of ties that we can get into maybe a little bit later. Um, but yeah, willingness to see things from a different perspective, I think, is definitely one of the key drivers to being open-minded. Do you, do you think that's fair? Say it again? The willingness to see things from different people's perspectives yes. is like a key driver yeah. of like open-mindedness. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You agree with that? I agree. Okay. Okay, cool. Interesting. So, you know, another thing too is like I'm kind of thinking of this from like a debate perspective, which is maybe That's, a position is... It's fine. Bit, it's fine? Okay, cool. Um, well, what, okay, if you're thinking of it from a debate perspective, what what opinion did like do you have on this? Okay, we might we might need to restart. No, no, no. There's no restarting. <laughs> There's no restarting. It doesn't. No, it doesn't have to be. It's not meant to be a debate. It's more so. Yeah, whatever. Like, okay, what? Why did you? Why did you pick this question? Like, what? What was interesting about it? The first. So the first thing that I think that I started thinking thinking of when I thought of um, open mindedness was uh aaron hernandez you watched the did you watch the documentary i haven't watched it but i haven't watched it yet okay. i i don't so, know if it's you i can't remember if you told me about it before you probably did but other people have too everyone's like this is crazy yeah okay so basically the way i viewed it was it seemed like they did a good job of painting like both sides of the picture so like aaron hernandez side and then painting the picture for like the family that was had like uh, mourn the loss of their uh, um, their family member. Yeah. So, which I thought was pretty interesting. But what ended up ha- coming about at the end for me is like a lot of sympathy for Aaron Hernandez, which I think for me, because I like to think of myself as more of an open-minded person, was kind of driven by that and like my ability to be like, oh, hey, like see this from his perspective. You know, why did why did this go wrong? So that was one thing that I thought was a little bit weird and did kind of tie into the the uh, the open-mindedness. Makes sense. Um, okay, maybe, can I say why, like, I was trying to think back to why I wrote down this question. Yeah. And I, I can't remember exactly why. I feel like I want to start writing down how I came up, like, how this first thought came about because I yeah. feel like that might be interesting. Yeah. But I must have seen something that was like that said something like, "Oh, maybe open mindedness isn't always a good thing," because my that's a good point. Yeah, I'd always been told you want to be open minded, right? Yeah, like people strive to be more open minded. Yeah, and then maybe maybe I came across something. I was like, "Whoa, this is weird." Like, what if it's actually? It was the first time I think maybe I'd come across something where where it said being too open minded could be an issue. Right. Um, so like I was looking, I was looking at like some stuff, uh, today, uh, one, one of the arguments against one of the arguments for like how being too open-minded could be a problem is this is like from Quora and it said cons include being, being open-minded takes time, energy, and attention resources that I, that I have in disappointingly finite amounts each investment i make in being open-minded is basically a bet that my instinct is wrong 
and experience suggests that nine times out of ten, it's a bet I'm going to lose. Yeah. Since my instincts are like a collection of my past experiences, which is interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like he's pretty much this person saying like making an effort to be open minded can be like super. Uh, yeah, it can be a drain yeah. if if like every conspiracy thing that or seem that seems to be a conspiracy. If you actually like took it seriously. Like that would just be so much effort yeah. versus committing no. to certain things. I, I agree with that. And that's actually like kind of bringing me to where I was at, like ended up with this whole open mindedness, like thoughts when I was going over my notes and stuff like that. Um, I started thinking about like how I kind of pride myself in being open mindedness. But then the more I thought about it, all I could think about was like, oh, like how could this potentially like shaft me or be like not a benefit? So it's interesting that you bring that up. So the one thing I think was like um, the Aaron Hernandez thing and like sympathizing with someone who's like clearly in the wrong, but like, you know, you have the open-mindedness or willingness to like kind of know that there's a different side to that. But then I started thinking like a little bit like personally and stuff like that. So like thinking about like relationships and like say there's like friends or something like that, that like, oh, like maybe they don't necessarily have the best interest for me or it's someone that I'm close with and I like will put a bunch of time and effort into but i shouldn't necessarily do that you know like that open-mindedness is is kind of shafting me so like where is the line for that and like is this something that i shouldn't be so that's yeah very interesting that you ended up bringing that up coming so, across that can i ask you yeah how would you how would you consider yourself in terms of open-mindedness right now would you uh, say scale from one to ten or would you say you're happy with how open-minded you are now you want to become more open-minded or you want to become less open-minded if you have to pick from one of those three buckets. Uh, it's, it's, you know what, it's weird too, because I think it's like different parts of my life. <laughs> I would want to improve my open-mindedness. Does that okay. make sense? Uh, so, okay, so an, yeah, so an example is like with my personal life, like uh, maintaining relationships or just like being myself, like just personal things. I feel like I'm pretty like open-minded. Like if I like yoga, for example, like two years ago, three years ago, if you were to be like, Oh, like, Hey Ryan, like check out this yoga class. I'd be like, Oh no, no way. I'm not doing that. But like, you know, I had those couple classes at work and then I was like, okay, like, you know what? I actually kind of enjoy this. This is something that I like to do. So I started uh, taking up those class passes. So that's like an example of my personal life that I think like, okay, I'm a pretty open-minded person. Um, but then <clears throat> with work, or like professional related things. And yeah, like I think that I personally have the opportunity to be a little bit more, more open-minded. So like in terms of networking or just kind of being more outgoing, uh, these kinds of things. So yeah, I feel like you can kind of portion it into different uh, parts of your life. Um, but I think generally to answer that question, I feel like I do want to improve on open-minded myself, open-mindedness myself. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I what, also about, what about you? Yeah, I also feel like uh, I still feel like my intuition says you want to you want to be as open minded as possible. Like I still kind of resonate with that, or I want I want to be more open minded than I am today. Yeah. But then, so I was trying to think through things that I've like changed my mind on. Re so a couple of things I was trying to think through. One is like, how do you actually know if you're too open minded or not open minded enough? 
Yeah. So I was thinking one way is just people tell you, right? If if you're like significant other or friends or work saying like you're shutting down any ideas or suggestions, then that's a good indication that you're not open-minded enough, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then in terms of thinking if I'm like too open-minded, I was thinking of like if I have like any uh, like views that are really, what's the word for it? Uh like contrary views, like views that most people don't Wouldn't share. agree with. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and like, I don't know, veganism came to mind because it's a small percentage of the population. Yeah. Uh, and that was like fairly recent. And then the free will is the other one that comes to mind where uh, I, I think it's like pretty small percentage of the population that don't believe in free will. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I just also saw Grant Cardone, like I was searching up stuff around being too open-minded and uh, he had a video about it. Uh, I talked he, to you about... This. Sorry, he's, is he against it? He's not He's not against it, but he, he makes the argument that if you're too open-minded, like pretty much he says like there's bad advice out there and you want to be selective sometimes, right? Yeah. Like if people, if someone's giving you bad right, like advice... You want to be able to think rationally about things yeah. and not just... Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. I agree um, with that. I told you, uh, he has a book called, I think, The 10X Rule or something like that. Did I tell you about this? Yeah. I read it like... Sorry, can I cut you off for a second? Yeah. Okay, so I was just thinking about like the whole being open-minded and it can be a little bit of a problem because like you're not necessarily like rational about some things. So one example I was able to think of, um, so speaking for a friend here, so watching like episodes on like Joe Rogan and you hear him talking about like all these crazy drugs and stuff like that that he tries and wild experiences... You know, my friend's like, oh, like, you know, this might be interesting to try once, like, at some point in time. But it's like, am I thinking rationally right now? Like, is this something that I, like, actually should be doing? Because, I mean, long term, like, who knows, like, where that could end up. But, um, yeah, it goes goes back to being open-minded. Like, I think that there definitely is such thing as being too open-minded in those kinds of scenarios. Yeah. I'm wondering if I should play, maybe I'll play, like, a minute of this right now. Uh, I did an episode with Eddie actually yesterday yeah. and I played a clip from something and he said it was like kind of cool okay so this is an example of you no, being no, no, open minded no, no. that, that was a speed speed listening. hey a quick, uh, quick note out to all of you out there that believe that an open mind is important which by the way I agree with you I agree an nice open mind is important you know Always the old saying nice. The mind is like a parachute. It won't work if it's open. But Sorry, I've got to pause this. I've been like, from time to time, I'll do creeping and stuff like that on LinkedIn. And I've actually seen people that are like employed by Grant Cardone, which I think is like the wildest thing. I don't know what that means. Like they work at like the Grant Cardone like business Is it like school? Gary Vee like, has, has his own like, marketing studio? I know he's studio got like his no? own marketing firm, but Grant Cardone does more like, I think like sales strategy or something like that. And they just... I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was like, okay. And I want you to add one piece wow. to that. If that parachute is wide open, you're falling straight to the ground. You understand what I'm saying? If it doesn't open, if the mind doesn't open, you're in trouble. If it opens too wide, you're a dead man bouncing or a dead woman bouncing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I actually thought that was a pretty cool analogy, the parachute. Yeah. Uh yeah, because he, he's pretty much saying like... That is, there's like a perfect balance. Like you have to have a set a perfect amount. 
Yeah. To stick the landing. So I don't know. I, I'm still I still am not convinced though that I'm wondering like how much how much do I have to worry about being uh too open minded? Like I, I don't find myself like the veganism and the free will stuff, I don't think they're the veganism one is not like a conspiracy type thing, right? Yeah. Like if I was believing in like flat earth stuff, I'd be maybe concerned. I don't know. Yeah. Um and then what else was I gonna say? Would you, would you agree in thinking that it all boils down to, like, the people that you surround yourself with and the environment that you surround yourself in? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because if you're, you know, connecting with the wrong people or you're, watch, you're consuming the wrong content and you're, like, super open-minded, then that could... Downhill? Well, this relates to our, our topic of advertising from the first yeah. episode. <laughs> but that's the problem with advertising is... Sometimes you don't have control over what you surround yourself with. An ad just hits you. Yeah. And I guess advertisers want you to be open-minded to try their product, right? Yeah. Like that that might be a, an issue with being too open-minded is you might get suckered into ads for stuff you don't need or aren't good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. It's very true. Okay. What, what other questions did I have here? Oh, uh, I thought about trust and how it's similar to open-minded. Yeah. I'm uh, open-mindedness potentially. Like, can you be like too like what's the right amount of trust to place in people? Like, can you be too trustworthy? Yeah. So an example would be like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, if like, you were like oh, the first person on Airbnb, like yeah. to like you had to have some. Oh well, some no, that's balls. that's a that's a perfect example too. Is like. Airbnb, even to begin with, like, think about the person that had their condo listed up, you know, a couple weekends ago, and they're like, well, like, you know, just going to make a quick buck, like, I know that there's risk in this, but I have faith in people, like, they're open-minded, and they're willing to, like, kind of put their apartment on the line and trust that people will take care of it, and, like, that didn't pan out for them. So it's like, how do you think rationally and kind of measure those kinds of things, I guess? Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely do think that trust is is tied to to being open-minded. What other traits? Yeah, I was trying to think like what other traits like we we consider open-mindedness generally mm-hmm. speaking to be a good a thing. A good thing, yeah. Positive. And same to be trustworthy. But like both of those you can take to an extreme if you're too trustworthy, like it can be an issue, and if you're too open-minded, maybe it can be an issue. Like, what other... Does that apply for, like, all traits that we consider good? Like... You're going to have to run that one back for me. What other like, an example would be, like, being respectful is a good thing. Can you be, like, yeah. too respectful? I don't I don't know. It doesn't doesn't seem to make sense <laughs> to me. Well... I don't know where I was going with this. Yeah, no, no, no. I see, I see what you mean. I do see what you mean. Wait, okay, let me think about this. Because, you, like, you're saying that it could end up being the case that there's such thing as you might have to speak a bit closer oh you're right sorry like you can be too open-minded so do we think that there's other traits that you can have that are like just over the top and could end up being like a negative essentially yeah like assuming you can be too open-minded yeah what other traits that like that we traditionally consider good like trust being like trustworthy or stuff like that yeah could could end up being bad so like another example might be like honesty like being honest is supposed to be a good thing but if you're so honest maybe you like 
you make people feel bad, so right? Like this, they say like, oh, how did you like my food? And mm-hmm. you say it was shit. <laughs> that goes to, I think this was one of your uh, episode questions too. It was like, are, are, are some things left better unsaid? Was that, was that it might have been, or something along those lines? Or something? Yeah. But yeah, I think honesty could definitely is one of those traits that could maybe not work out to your benefit. Um, which I not work out to your benefit. seems like a <laughs> very selfish way to, to say that. But yeah, no, I definitely think that there are definitely some traits that, uh, that might not be, might not be good if you are, go over the top with them. What other notes do you have? Either around, like, I see free will. Yeah, I, I wrote that down, but I can't even remember how I ended the connection? up getting into that. Yeah, I think, I think that the reason why I got to free will is because of the Aaron Hernandez thing. I don't know why it was, but that, like, I was actually so shocked by that, that, uh, that documentary and, like, all the stuff that he went through. And it's, like, I, like the, for some reason, like, I would, like, really sympathized for him. Um, like I said, like it's definitely not not ideal what he did, but um, yeah, I ended up tying it to I think free will and the fact that like all of the crazy stuff that he had that happened to him, like maybe there wasn't nearly as much choice as people think uh, he had in all the decisions that he made. Um, so I think that's how free will ended up being on their perspective because I think I thought that that you know your willingness to see things from a different perspective. I thought that that was like the overarching uh, definition of open-mindedness for me. Yeah. Um, one thing, this is like super specific, but easy to talk to or work with. So, I mean, usually if you're like a really open-minded person, you're usually like an outgoing or easygoing person, like you're easy to get along with. Whereas if you're not open-minded and you're super like narrow-sighted and you're not open to hearing other people's opinions or let alone your opinion be changed, then it might be hard for you to, you know, get, get around on a day-to-day. And maybe that's not even just in like career and your work path or could be in your personal life too right like i'm sure some people have family members that they can't necessarily get along with because they're not always open-minded um yeah that's a good one i think another thing thinking about this too is like i feel like generations over generations it's starting to evolve and people i feel like are starting to become a little bit more open-minded so one one example that i can think of is um People, when they go to school, students, when they go to school, they'll always say, oh, my parents are so close-minded. They wanted me to go in this, be in this, be in this, and they end up doing it. And they're like, you know what? Like, this isn't what I enjoy. I want to do this. I want to do this. And they, younger people, I feel like, are able to, like, maybe, like, think outside of the box a little bit more and think, like, hey, you know, there's not this one route. There's all of these routes that I could take. You think? think? Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah? I think it makes sense because if you're older uh you've believed in something for longer so it's it's harder to, to like change, change your belief on it versus if you're younger you haven't believed in that thing for nearly as long so it's easy for you to switch right yeah no that's true do you think that you could tie it to certain like different cultures and stuff like that and societies and, like your open-mindedness certain, like, certain so cultures like, more like western, like western culture and stuff like that you think is more open-minded hmm. i would think so you would think so yeah um yeah 
I'm yeah. trying to think of a way that like I would be able to like actually measure that or like think about that rationally, but if just generally speaking, I feel like I feel like yes. Well like I don't know, I like well yeah. Example for you. Like all of these apps and like sharing public spaces and like like Airbnb is the one I think about. Like their market is probably a lot more prominent in North America than it is in other like cultures and around the world, right? Yeah. In terms of people like actually renting out their homes, I would think. Yeah. You know, you can definitely find homes in different countries, uh, but it's not like someone's house. It's just a yeah. Yeah, and like uh, with progress and stuff, like with rights and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's actually that's Western a very cultures, good example. Western countries, I think, first they give like rights to minority groups generally speaking Mm -hmm. i think yeah yeah um well i mean there's there's even like certain countries and stuff like that around the world where it's it's like illegal not a i want to say illegal to be like homosexual which is yeah it still is yeah yeah um if i take like mormons as an example like would we say they're they're not that open-minded or no I, where I'm going with this is I'm trying to, uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if if being too open-minded is actually like a problem, which is like the the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And what is the right amount of open-mindedness? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking at like us these days. Like the world's changing so quick, and uh, and it makes sense to change things quick because there's like a lot of issues still in the right so you want to change them and make them better but i don't know like there's also like nice things about slowing down right like yeah okay so like are you trying to tie it to like a certain age or like time frame where you should start to become a little bit more like clear set on things that like you shouldn't be open-minded or like as open to i'm thinking about like different technology and stuff that we accepted really quickly without the the thing when you're too when you're too open-minded is you accept things without thinking through like the considering the repercussions yeah so like we all accepted smartphones and right now a good example maybe is we're all accepting smart assistants in our house mm-hmm. like google home alexa because they like in the short term, they help us, but maybe the repercussions are we lose all privacy and we give up all our data and we haven't thought about it. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's a very good point. Now what I'm thinking of is like, would you almost tie open-mindedness to being like super present and like in the moment and just like, okay, you know what? Like, what's the worst that could happen? Or like, why not having that kind of a mentality rather than like a long-term focus? Like you can kind of, separate the, the two yeah yeah i think that's fair i think that's definitely something you know you know that that aging app that yeah we came across with back when we were gymming yeah uh like i downloaded that instantly i didn't yeah. even think about the repercussions and that it was nobody did it was made by Ru- Ru- a russian like data analytics or something like that they yeah were copying, they're just a little bit of a technical difficulty there. <laughs> Received the phone call and stopped recording. But uh, yeah, you were talking about the aging app and yeah. how 
how easily not just you but like everyone just opened up their phone and downloaded this app and how you could like tie that to or i think you gave the example of your dad and how with most stuff that he'll do like he'll do research and like actually look into it before committing to something and purchasing something and i think that there is a significant difference between uh age groups and how diligent we are and whatnot yeah so maybe it's Maybe it's less about like being open-minded. Like you can be as open-minded as you want. You just gotta be diligent at the same time. Yeah, be like that, be smart about that, it. Is that fair to say, or can you not? Like, uh, are, like if you're diligent, are you not open-minded? Yeah, you. I you think that I see what you're saying, and I think you might be onto something. Like, it being open-minded requires you to be willing to open yourself up to stuff that the unknown the unknown yeah and like the diligence stuff says like uh it's like the unknown can be scary Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna what can i do to like protect myself or make sure that this isn't something that could yeah be risky i don't know this this has been like a bit of a difficult conversation for me like to try to articulate because it feels very like abstract yeah I don't know. oh no 100 percent, and that's why it, like yeah going through this i was like i was a questioning like is it even a good thing to be very open-minded because i could only sort of think of negative things um yeah what else did i have here uh i think i already touched on like the influence and stuff like that that you might get from from social media I think I think one of the like takeaways for me from this conversation will just to be try to be more mindful of actually listening to people if they ever say to me something like either you're you're not you're not you're not being open-minded like something around that they're saying like you're not you're just rejecting my like what I'm saying yeah or on the flip side they're saying like why do you believe this like you literally believed the opposite just then. Just like being, putting more thought behind it, maybe. I don't know. Actions and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then, with that being said, would you, are, would you, are you saying for yourself that you think you need to cut down on your open-mindedness? No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Unless someone, unless someone tells me. I don't know. I'm trying to think what someone would say to, would someone say you're too open-minded? I think you have to, you would have to have something like Did he say you're- something like super drastic happen for someone to be like you're too open minded. So like an example for me is like Jamaica. Like when I went to Jamaica and I was hanging out with those like random people that like I didn't know in like a parking lot just drinking and like casually hanging out. Like that like You had too much trust there. Right. A hundred percent. Like in hindsight, like well, it didn't nothing ended up nothing ended up bad. nothing ended up happening, but I mean if something was to go south then very easily someone could be like oh you're too open-minded why would you do something like that yeah you know what i mean you're open-minded until you have a reason not to be open-minded maybe so i'll I'll keep proceeding until it blows up in my face (laughs) so it just backfires completely Uh oh was there anything else that you had on there for notes you've got a you've got a big list here uh oh wait is this I think this one actually we didn't talk about this. Yeah, uh, it relates to like free speech. Okay. But like, and it's come up in a past episode I did. Yeah. Uh, 
the one that comes to mind is Jordan Peterson. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Is that U, U of T prof or, yeah. like or something like that? Yeah, and he has some views that people think are controversial. Yeah. Uh, and he was going to do a talk, I think, at Queen's University. I saw it on Facebook, and there was a lot of backlash mm-hmm. from a lot of students saying, like, you shouldn't allow him to speak here because, oh, because he's too they were divisive. His... They were against his views Yeah. or some of his views. So the university decided not to let him speak. Right. So they oh, canceled. really? Yeah. I'm surprised because it seemed, he seems like someone that's got like a significant fo- like sometimes there's people that have significant followings and still are able to just like you know have these talks and whatnot just because of how much status social status they have um, but yeah sorry interrupted you there no it's okay so like that was an example which I thought kind of relates to this because yeah. the university is deciding you know we're not gonna we're gonna limit open-mindedness kind of here right because they're not letting this person speak. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Like free speech to an extent. Like they're not they're not allowing like free speech and like people who like you know might agree with this person's view or are open minded enough to agree with this person's view. Yeah, they're they're people they're they're keeping people they're intentionally keeping people's minds closed from this person because they think I guess they decided like there's no validity in in their in their art in their views or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Do you think that that's a bad thing from like a university perspective? Like, I think it's tough. And I wrote I wrote down Facebook relates to this too because Facebook also has to decide like what to allow on their ti- on people's timelines. Like, what am I allowed to post? What's considered too hateful? Like. Uh, and it's it's a tough call because like you don't want to limit people's ability to speak, but you also don't want people to get hurt or offended. Right. Um, so, but I I tend to side I tend to side with the university's decision. Mm-hmm. You know you know what's interesting with those kinds of things too is I feel like it's one of those scenarios where it's like uh, the squeakiest wheel gets a grease. Have you heard that saying before? It sounds familiar, but I don't know what it means. So, like, for this example, it's, like, the people that reached out to the school the most and, like, made the biggest deal about it, the decision ended up being in their favor. So it's, like, the people that actually wanted to go and see Jordan Peterson, which I'm sure he probably very easily would have sold out whatever venue was at the school. Yeah. Probably didn't have some sort of a protest or parade or Facebook page or sent letters and stuff like that because it's just some event that they want to show up to. Yeah. But the people that are super against it are like super like uh, proactive in shutting it down. So it's like it's weird because it's like you're kind of gauging a consensus based off of like how loud someone is. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully that represents the majority. But interesting, like, I wonder, even if it did, even if the majority of people felt that his views are wrong, right? Let's say, like, they poll people. Mm-hmm. They just say, do you agree with George? I guess what I was going to say is I wonder, even if 90% of people don't agree with his views, mm-hmm. I do think it's important to allow minority voices to speak. Otherwise, things will never change. Yeah. Right. Because there could be some tidbits of like perspective that you you need to hear. Right. But for me personally, like it's tough. Like while while I 
from what I've gathered, I definitely don't agree with some of his views. I think there's a lot of value in keeping things open and giving them a platform. Yeah. Um, and letting people decide for themselves. Would you? Do you know like any of his most prominent views that are like a little bit controversial? Yeah. The the, the the one that comes to mind uh, is, I think the government. I don't know if they want to mandate it, but um, like calling transgendered people by the pronoun they prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think his view is that you sh- we shouldn't be required to do that. Uh, and he's gotten a lot of flack for that and a lot of supporters behind it. Um, yeah. Okay, another technical difficulty. Do you remember where we left off? <laughs> no. We should have. We oh, you're talking about uh, Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah. And his uh, crazy view. His views. Yeah, yeah. You, were, yeah, you were asking what his views were. So anyways, that, that's one of them that offends a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I don't understand the issue with calling people by the, the gender pronoun that they want. Like, it's not necessarily an inconvenience to anyone. Yeah. Just deal with it. But, okay, so actually, here's an interesting one to think of. Well, yeah. What was I, what was I just going to say? Um, oh, because I guess it's like that's requiring requi- requiring you to, like, address people by these certain pronouns. Uh, like, everyone, right? Because all it, all it takes is for you to screw up with one person. And then that person, like, chances are if they have that strong opinion, like, they're going to explode on you. My view view is that if you accidentally call them the wrong pronoun. Yeah. uh, And you and they're offended and you apologize. You should be fine. And I I shouldn't speak for transgender people. Right. uh, But I imagine their issue with with him is that from what I've gathered, like he does, he's not even willing to call them by what they're asking. Like it's not that he's like scared he's gonna slip up. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. So maybe I need to look into his views more. But I could yeah, if if it's an innocent mistake, I can't see anyone getting mad at mad at you. Maybe if you keep repeating the mistake over and over and you show no effort to actually call them by the pronoun they want then it's valid. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Um, <laughs> but all, all I could, all I could think about was like how we were talking about being diligent and open-minded, like might be a little bit of an opposite thing. And then what you were just doing there, was like, you were rationalizing something through being open-minded. You were like, Oh, but like, what if this person was to look at it as this, like if they're apologizing, like, you know, then they should understand the first time. Like, you're open-minded enough to be diligent and rational and think things through. So, like, we were talking about them being polar opposites, but at the same time, they do kind of coincide. Do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. Huh. Weird, weird stuff. Weird stuff. Huh. Now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but maybe maybe let's just close the loop. Yeah. Curious your thoughts on universities and Facebook and anywhere that like decides what should what information should be allowed to be on there. Like, do you have a view or do you have thoughts on 
how these platforms should decide? How they should decide. I mean, Facebook is probably like a bigger, a bigger, a bigger deal in terms of the things that they actually share, right? Like there's certain things that you just shouldn't have open to the public. Um, is your question like, how, how do I think they should go about doing it or? Well, I think Facebook gets flack both ways. They get flack for not taking, some people want them to take down more content that they right. think is, that they think is inaccurate, like fake news, or they think is harmful. And then people on the flip side feel like maybe they're taking down too much stuff. Too much. And they're uh, not giving people the opportunity to like see. To speak their opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tend to lean based on what I've gathered in the news and also like a lot of what you gather, like from what I've seen, the, the news that you're fed is often like the algorithms these days with Google and stuff, they're feeding you like the type of news that you're going to, that's going to appeal to you, which is a whole different issue. Mm -hmm. But like if I search something up and someone else does searches the same thing on Google, we might get completely different different articles. Uh, Where was I going with this? Yeah. I, I tend to side that they should be taking down more content than they currently are. They should be taking down more content. Yeah. Because, my understanding is that they allow stuff that's completely inaccurate and okay. not that you'll know with like a hundred percent certainty necessarily, but stuff that like is obviously false. Mm-hmm. Like we're like 99.9% sure is false. This They're is letting perfect. people pay for an ads like political parties and stuff like that, like run ads that are completely lies. Yeah. And then people will see it and then just kind and of get influenced because they're yeah, right. A hundred percent, a little bit more willing to decide with whatever they see first rather than doing yeah. research on a certain thing or actually forming an opinion. Yeah. That is a little bit problematic, but at the same time, I like to kind of, you know, have the ability to go through my timeline and see like what people are posting, but it, I don't know, man, it's a dangerous world out there. People end up posting like some pretty crazy stuff and it's, I think, probably more advantageous for like people as a whole to like kind of um slow down or like at least put some sort of constraints on the stuff that is posted on the internet yeah i just remembered this came up because k mac and i did one on fake news yeah and this came up and i think we kind of agreed actually rather than take it down maybe facebook could just say somehow show in our opinion yeah we're highly confident this is a lie. So people can still decide oh, for themselves, but they can yeah. give their opinion. Their opinion. On... Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't end up playing out as we would like it to, though. Why? I don't know, man. It's a business at the end of the day. I feel like there might end up being, like, rather than having ads, it might get to the point where people pay for, like, opinion points or something like that, right? It's like, oh, like... Oh, that's dangerous. Do you know what I mean? You're saying, you're saying a company might pay Facebook. Like, yeah, like we, Facebook would be motivated to say, oh, this is legit. We yeah. we support this message. Right? How oh, dark that's, is that? That's dangerous. It just keeps going and going <laughs> and going. <laughs> Facebook threatens a company, hey, if you don't if you don't pay us more money, we're gonna say that this is false. This is terrible. Yeah. But like I mean, hey man. Interesting. You're reading the book on capitalism, I'm sure there's some points that would touch on the fact that that is very well possible and could end up being the case or interesting could you imagine dark (laughs) dark 
Um, so yeah, for Facebook, I think it's it's a little bit harder to gauge that just because it's such a big, so many people, so many people, so many different views. Yeah. That and it's like typically if you're on if you're on Facebook, like you, you're sharing stuff with people that are usually like close enough with you to be a friend, so like they might be somewhat okay with it, that content. I would think. True. I would hope. Yeah. So that's maybe an argument to like not be as lean on the stuff that they have on there. Fair. Well, with Twitter, it's going to be open to anyone. Yeah. Uh, for the university example, I think it's just a lot easier. They got to do a better job of getting like a more general consensus on what people what people want rather than just going. What's What's your opinion? You You run, let's say you run a universe university, and you got to make the decision on whether or not to allow him to speak. Like, I look at the. I look at the people that are attending the event versus the people that are in the group that's protesting it. And you see which one has the bigger uh, aligns more with your values or Well, yeah, well that's another thing too, right? Like as a university, you have your own brand. Yeah, that's a, that's a Okay, so then maybe I don't know. Hold on. Okay, so you yeah. said you look at the I, majority. I, I think what I would do personally in that in that example if I had the University of Ryan that's just super open-minded and down for whatever the students are down for, I would I would go with whatever group has the biggest attending. Right, because that's probably what, it, not probably what it came down to, but I'm sure that there was two different groups on Facebook. One that was like super against it, and then one that was like an actual attending a uh, list of people that were willing to go to that Jordan Peterson viewing. Maybe, maybe another question. Yeah. Let's say, let's say you don't agree with the person. Like, should you should you go to try to like understand more like their perspective and like how because they clearly believe in it. Like, is it is it wrong for you to go just to be like genuinely curious? Like, what if what if it's like like, like if, a, if you don't wait? Sorry, are you saying if you don't agree with what they have to say initially, then you just shouldn't show up? Yeah. No, I don't think that that's that's good. What if it's what if it's and like also, a neo-Nazi group or something? I, okay, well, yeah. That's so where I was gonna go with that is I feel like if you're super against something, then you would show up to that event to like really speak your mind and like maybe push your side. True, you know. That yeah. might and like that might build for like some really interesting context and like debates and stuff like that. Like I'm sure Jordan, like I think that's he's known for that, right? Like does he not have like montages of him online, like having like debates and stuff like that? So yeah, I think for that example, it would probably be nice to have those people in the room and like feed him questions and maybe get his views and see what he thinks about these certain things. Apparently, apparently he challenged Yuval Harari, the guy who's like my hero. Yeah. He's written those books to a debate. Yeah. And Yuval Harari said no. He wasn't willing to. He said, he said, he said they're going to, either he offered or they're actually going to meet up and chat privately. But he said something like it's going to be a waste of time. Mm. Uh, I kind of, I kind of wish he had agreed to debate. To do it? Yeah. Isn't there like... I don't know anything about this stuff, but like there's strategies to winning debates and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like Jordan Peterson is a master debater. Like like there's like there's a skill set that he has that it would just like whatever Yuval has to say would like disregard it or make it seem like a fallacy logic or like stuff. So anyways, uh, yeah, I think it's it's interesting that he turned that down, but it was also probably a smart move because there's a lot of risk there you know 
dealing with someone who does this stuff on a daily basis. Hmm. Did you think about it like that before? If you, yeah, I wonder, way? yeah, I wonder, I hadn't thought about that. I wonder now if you already was scared that he was going to look bad or more so he generally thought it was a waste of his time because he wasn't going to convince Jordan Peterson of anything. But, but that can't be it, right? Because even if he doesn't convince Jordan Peterson of it, other, tons of people are going to watch this. And if he, if he, if he look, if his arguments make more sense, I imagine that's what he wants. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he was scared he'd look bad. Does does that worry you? Shocked. Does that worry you for for not worry you, but like when you hear that, are you like, oh, like Yuval isn't as open minded of a person as I thought he was? Yeah. Is that why it like kind of came top of mind? Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about Jordan Peterson too. But yeah. Like, yeah. I think so. Yeah. No, that's interesting. He seems like he's so zen from what I see from him. I can't imagine him getting rattled at all in a debate About something or anything. Like that. And if it, things didn't pan out for him, then he would just kind of part with his losses and move on for it. It's an experience and just kind of yeah, it know. is what it is. Yeah. Do you know off of the top of your head what the topics were around or like what conflicting? I, d- I don't know. But yeah, like this relates back to, I guess, what I was saying. Not that Jordan Peterson's like a neo-Nazi, but taking the extreme example of people who are like really bad, like the KKK or whatever, like yeah. I don't expect Yuval Harari to sit down with the KKK to have a debate. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, but maybe in his view, he thinks Jordan Peterson is so stature. bad yeah. that he doesn't want to engage with Associate him. Associate himself Maybe, with that. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We will never know. Yeah. <laughs> unless, right. unless we meet up with them. We can, we can wrap it up here. Yeah. Thanks for the time, man. No, thank you. No worries. Episode two. We'll have to do episode three at some point in time. I'll make sure to prepare a little bit more for you. No, no, no. You prepared more than enough. Perfect. Good stuff. Thanks, thanks. again, buddy. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.